Hey everyone, Latina Barbie here. Why did I start this podcast? Well, because I'm too lazy to write a book. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey everyone, today's episode, Latina Barbie on post high school. I actually call it post high school because the college that I actually did attend doesn't really account for it to be like, you know, Latina Barbie on college years. In fact, what you'll soon learn from me is I'm 46 and it was just about maybe three or four years ago that I actually got my college degree. So looks like you'll be getting another episode on that. (laughs) So let's just start. It's June 92. I'm working at the gas station. I signed up for my first you know, quote unquote, my junior college classes. I'm not knocking junior college classes. In fact, I think I ended up with like 500 units at the end before I got my degree. But anyway, so I went to Palomar Junior College. And of course, I enrolled in theater classes, musical theater classes, anything that had to do with the creative right brain side of me. And I got bored after a while. You know, I just... I was missing my friends. I was always working. Then I was going to school. I'll never forget. I had a friend or I have a friend. Her name is Leah and she did not go away to college. In fact, she ended up going to esthetician school. I'll never forget. She came over to my house. She gave me a facial and I was like hooked. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so cool. There's a school that teaches you how to do facials. Now I will tell you, I've always kind of been into my hair and my nails. So The most natural thing for me to do is, of course, you know, leave college and sign up for cosmetology school, which for those of you who don't know, California, it's 1600 hours and that's about 10 months if you do not ever miss a day. I started there and I was still working at the gas station and I got my first boyfriend. And now mind you, I'm about 19, maybe 19 and a half years old. And I actually had a first real boyfriend. It was cool. Cause like we would go, I would actually just go over to his house. He had a house and I still live with my, I think I still live with my mom and dad. Yeah. Both parents. I wasn't 20. I was, it, they hadn't gotten divorced yet. And it was cool. Like my first boyfriend and we would go and do stuff on the weekends. We would go drinking and you know, we were both physical um, physical, I should say our physique was the same. (laughs) So remember I'm chubby and that's all I'm going to say. I remember, and I know this might be too much information, but Hey, you decided to hit play. Um, it was super bowl and I don't even know who was playing. I just remember during halftime, I looked at my boyfriend and I kind of just gave him a look and I guess he read my look and we ended up having sex. And I say this because it was my first time. And I remember going to work the next day at the gas station and I actually called my mom and my dad and told them what happened. But this is, this is how it went down. Hey mom, it's me. I just want to let you know I had sex. First thing my mom says, I mija, did it hurt? I had no idea what that meant, but I said, no. On the contrary, well, it felt good. Then I call my dad. Now, just so you know, I am totally daddy's little girl. Well, I call him and I go, hey dad, it's me. Just wanted to let you know that your, your what did I say? Your daughter is not your baby, or your, your baby girl isn't 
a baby girl anymore or something like that. And of course I got the, I, Mija, are you okay? And of course I'm okay. <laughs> so that was my mom and my dad. Now mind you, I'm super close to my mom and dad. They know practically almost every single thing about me because that's just the relationship that I have with both of them. Truly blessed. So yeah, during Super Bowl halftime, Latina Barbie lost her virginity. So then it was kind of like, as you would say, quote unquote on, like I was like a rabbit. Like, I mean, it was, this was new to me. It felt good. What really felt good was being hugged and kissed and really doted on by my boyfriend. And then after a while, I just got this feeling. Now, if you're a female listening to this, you know exactly what I'm about to say. You get that feeling when you know the relationship is over almost like have sex one more last time just to kind of put the nail in the coffin of yeah this relationship is over well I had that feeling with him I broke up with him and I I gave some bullshit answer like you know I just kind of lost who I was mind you I was like 21 years old oh I kind of just lost who I was and you know I always want to be such a good woman to myself and I'm so sorry it's just not gonna work out when really I literally just wanted to have sex with other people. Like this guy, my first boyfriend, he was the marrying type, meaning, you know, he's somebody that you would have wanted to meet in your mid thirties, not at 19, 20, 21 years old. I was too young. And because he was about eight years, maybe eight or nine years older than me, I knew where this was going to head for him. And I knew better. Pretty much what happened. He took it and then I remember, I must have broken up with him in October because I remember like trying to quote unquote be friends with him. And we went to Christmas shopping and I think he wanted to like hug and kiss me and I still again wasn't feeling it. But let me just tell you, I graduated from cosmetology school throughout this whole entire process. And, and even then, like earning my, getting my license finally, that was hard work because I was so depressed that I had broken up with my boyfriend. And then of course, what's the first thing that we want to do? Oh, I want to get you back. Why? Because we realized that was a stupid, dumb ass answer to give as to why you're going to break up in the first place. And it didn't stick. I actually really did try to get back with my first boyfriend, like super hardcore to the point where I busted out a letter. Like I literally hand wrote a letter to him of how I felt and that I was, it was a mistake and that I thought it was one way, but it was really a different way. And I've never stopped loving him and blah, 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 blah. And I was about to give it to him because he actually worked as a contractor at the gas station and car wash that I worked at. I rolled up to get gas and who's there making a repair. Yep. My first boyfriend, I had the letter in my hand and all I had was like, courage and it wasn't even liquid courage. I went up to him and I read him this letter. I had never felt so vulnerable in my life than to like kind of put it all out there. And that's exactly what happened. I read him this letter and he looked at me and he paused for a second and just said, um, I'm, I'm with somebody. Have you ever felt like your world was going to end? I mean, just think back of any and all of your first, second, third, it doesn't matter whatever relationship meant the most to you when it was no longer what it was and that your partner moved on. It is the worst gut-wrenching feeling. Besides the fact that I went through all this, I would be the first one to tell anybody you're going to have to experience it on your own. Like don't even try to teach them 
not to get their heart broken. If it's one thing that everybody has probably or will survive, I should say, <laughs> is a broken heart. My whole body ached. I had never been so, I couldn't even put it in words. How could a 21 year old, you know, put in words that the world is gonna end and based on, you know, something that you did to yourself? That was my first boyfriend. Um, I would have to say probably my late 20s, early 30s is when I had more, not even boyfriends, just guys I hung out with. You know what I mean. But that was it. And I finished cosmetology school. I graduated, got a job at a really cool hair salon. Back then it was called JPL. It was at a town called Rancho Santa Fe. Lots of wealthy people there and lots of wackadoos. I worked as an assistant to a master master colorist, and I believe at the time it was a new program. There's only two, I think, like in San Diego or two in California, and one of them was my boss. So I worked for her, like let's say Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and then I worked for the owner of the salon on Fridays and Saturdays. The owner of the salon always tipped me out about 50 bucks a day, which was really good for a kid, you know, 21, 22. The other hairstylist that I worked for who like creme de la creme master colorist I mean she was the shit and she had me her assistant for three days working her tail off trying to make sure that she was double booked she was booking a hair color and a haircut so she would cut the hair while the color was processing and you can only really do that with an assistant anyways I was making this lady a lot of money and I never ever ever got tipped out which is probably why I tend to be a really good tipper because I know what it's like to work for tips. And unless you have, please just tell me you leave at least 20 to 30% on the bill. That's all. That's my tip story and hairdresser story. So I was an assistant. I worked there for about, as an assistant for the first six, seven months. And then I got my own clientele for the next two or three years. Meantime, I'm working at the gas station at night because I had decided along the way, and I tried to remember this for you guys, but I just couldn't, I drew a blank. Um, I, at some point I moved out of my mom and dad's place and I ended up living with my mom's boss. He was the coolest, his name was Mark. Uh, Mark had this huge two-story house and I went and rented a room with him because I was starting to feel my, my independence. I had my first boyfriend, I was going to cosmetology school, I was working at the gas station, I was paying for my cosmetology school. I'm like, you know what? I could afford rent somewhere and start just learning how to, I guess, kind of be me, if that makes any sense. I'm sure it does. About, I'd say, another year later, I get an opportunity to move to Los Angeles. And that's the one thing that I always felt in the back of my head, that I wasn't going to be staying in San Diego and that going to LA was like the next best thing and that I could do this. Now, if you ask my mom, she would be the first one to tell you that the minute I moved out, um, she f knew I wasn't gonna be coming back. So um, I moved up to LA and <laughs> if I need to tell you guys, it was the first time I moved to LA because as I'm telling you the story, I'm actually remembering I moved to LA twice. The first time I had, let's just say, I had planned on moving August 1st. Well, July, I don't know, the first, second week of July, I ended up meeting a guy. I, once again, was in a really good relationship. It was great, we had fun every weekend, but I had told him I was already gonna be living in LA and that's we were just gonna have to make it work. 
Well, it's really hard to start living in a nice city when half the time you're either on the phone with your boyfriend or girlfriend and weekends you're literally driving back to San Diego every weekend. You don't really give LA a chance and that's what happened to me. Every single night, day when I come home from work, I'd be on the phone with my, with my boyfriend up until, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, just telling each other how much we freaking missed each other. I mean, really? Ugh. So, so sappy. So what happened? <sighs> Amateur move. I ended up leaving LA and I went to live with him in Fallbrook. We lived together for about, oh, I know what happened. We signed a six month lease and about month number two, I just felt it wasn't going to work. I just, you know, women, you know me out there. When you know, you know, you might stick around for another hour, but then you're like hightailing it out of that relationship. So I fulfilled my obligation as an adult by one, moving out to honor myself and two, to honor my word. I paid for my half of the rent, even though I wasn't living there for the next four months because I had signed a lease and that's all I had to, you know, be the kind of person I, I, I wanted to be. So I moved out. I started working at this countertop place, making just shit money. I moved into another house with a friend. There's like two or three of us that like rented rooms. And these were fun times. Like this was like, when you look back, you're like, wow, I did a lot. Like I had a lot of fun and I didn't have very much responsibility. It was fun. So I stayed back in San Diego for about another, another year. And then a friend of mine, Eric, who I met in acting class down here in San Diego, I was taking acting classes on Thursday nights. And, um, he said, Hey, I'm moving to LA in a couple months. I'll call you when I get up there. And he did. Believe me, Eric was just a friend, like a really, really good friend. He moved to LA, let's say maybe February, March, and then I moved up there maybe three months later. And it was fast, you guys. Like I left my job. I tried to, try to scrounge up as much, as much money as I could. And we're talking like, I'm like 22, like no, I'm like 23 years old, 23, 24 years old. And you know, at 24, I mean, if you look back at your age or hopefully you're older than 24 listening to me. If you look back at your age at 24, I mean, really, what did you know? Seriously, like what did you know? So Erica told me he would pay for rent for six months and we ended up working at the same place. It was a business um, that's gone, it's been gone for a couple, actually it's been gone for like 15 years now. It was one of those like workers comp schools. So my job was to place people in jobs and it was fun. I prepped people for interviews. I gave workshops on how to interview and how to get jobs. And you know, the, the other variable was all of these people had been injured at the job that they had first. Our school retrained them and then my job was to get them new jobs. And that's how it worked. So much fun. I mean, we walked everywhere and I racked up a shitload of credit card debt. I mean, a shitload of credit card debt. And then Eric ended up meeting somebody online and moved to Peru. And so I had the apartment by myself. So it was time for me to move out of the apartment. And I went to go live with two girlfriends, Lindsay and Susan, and they were the best. I mean, just think you wake up, you go work your Monday through Friday job, and then you have acting classes at night and on the weekends you're out hiking. I mean, I was like 24 years old living in, in North Hollywood. That was so much fun. I'd walk everywhere. We'd have 
coffee everywhere. There was a Starbucks on the corner and you know, you've got two friends that you're that you're really close to and we would have parties at our place. I mean, it was just so much fun. So, I stayed there for a couple of years and then I discovered my oh, great company that I still work for. And um, I think I'm gonna end it there. I think that's enough for right now. I'm trying to think back of any other types of lesson maybe that you can learn from today's episode. And I think the biggest thing for me was I was young and I didn't realize what opportunity was back then. It was kind of like, I just say like, I kind of lived like a gypsy and I just went with the flow. It was almost like the wind was going left or right and I just kind of followed it without really questioning anything. And what I do find is as I was getting older, I started questioning a lot of things that were coming my way. And now that at 46, I really look around for these great opportunities. So I have eyes wide open to just opportunities around you without having to think. I don't ever want to be too cautious at 46. I always want to remember what I was like at 24, 25, where, hey, it's Saturday. You want to go to Vegas for the day? Sure. Okay, let's go. And you're, and then you're there and back, and you just had the time of your life without having to think about it. Whereas now, I just kind of think about the future and, fi- and trying to think five steps ahead instead of just really being present, which is what I can definitely say in my 20s is how present I was in life. There, there's the lesson. Be present in life because it really is the only chance you get in your mid-20s. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm Latina Barbie. Don't forget to subscribe and have the most wonderful day that you all deserve. Mwah.